Oh, good. It's called uh, what's the name of it? Um, totally don't know. My wife does it for me, like like everything else in life. That That's I do. all right. You don't have to share your secrets. No. That's right. <laughs> um, so what's up, Dwayne? Um, Hello. Now we're live. Um, I actually feel pressure now because you do this full time. You do radio, and then here I am trying to impress you with my no, nope. not top of the range mics. Don't be stressed out. I'm I'm <laughs> still a newbie. I'm still tra- I do I did radio fifteen years ago, and I'm getting okay. older, so I must have forgotten everything. Which which radio station is this? Can I ask? This was the back then. It was run by NAC. Okay. Um, it was the NAC, the National Arts Council radio station, but run by MediaCorp huh. fifteen years ago, called huh. Passion ninety nine point five. So we played okay. uh, world music. <laughs> Local music, classical music. Mm-hmm. Well, this was before Symphony ninety two point four was around. Um, wow! But now <clears throat> I am training to be uh, on class ninety five. So, okay. so more more contemporary music. Okay. Well, a good mix of music, as we say. Yeah. 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 Favorites. Uh, the best mix of music. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the tag. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's totally cool. And and who do you work with? Like a duo or you do it by yourself? Or? No, I'm doing it by myself. Okay. Nothing as prestigious as, as the full-timers where they, you know, they have the their faces on the buses and everything. Yeah. Uh, I do this solo in the studio uh, on the weekends. Okay. Uh, so my shift is from 2 to 5 on Sunday. 2 to 5 yeah. on a Sunday. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I haven't gone on yet. So it depends on when this this podcast airs um yeah my first yeah. shift is on the 5th of from the 5th of june you can hear me i think it's 5th of june a sunday i'm not sure i well I, i'll tell you what um my turnover is really quick so this will probably be up tonight wow yeah yeah wow. no 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 okay. it's just because it's because i have no life man i just do this and <laughs> upload it and yeah it. right um yeah man um anyway so i think maybe so this is how i'm gonna do it let's um I think it's important to just tell everyone. And when I say everyone, my podcast is so new, bro. This is like episode Congrats. five. Congrats. Yeah, man. And you've been doing podcasts for a very, very long time. Not very, well, just maybe about like six years. Uh, my The only podcast I do <laughs> not is, very is long. for six years. Disney. Humble doing. Well, because I'm old, six years is not a long time to me. <laughs> hey, by the way, I wanted to bring up, you don't freaking age, bro. Are you sure? Yes, you're, I was telling my wife about it. Uh, actually, you've met my wife because we went to your place to mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. a podcast a while ago, and I was telling her how you are Peter Pan. Don't put that pressure on me because <laughs> now I cannot age, uh, but I am aging. I'm sure I, I'm aging. I'm feeling it. Okay, uh, so I will tell you. Okay, you don't know this, and I have saved this for, until we're live, but I was a fan, and I knew you before we knew each other. I might have told you this before, but I was working with, um, I believe it was Ivan back then, Ivan Heng, because he did um he did NDP two thousand and nine or I think two thousand and nine, and I was in NS at the time, and okay. so because, you know, because he was doing he was directing NDP, he had his flyers lying around, and I was like okay, and back then I didn't do theater, like I was a fan of theater, but I didn't do theater yet, um, and I picked up this flyer, and I think it was Beauty and the Beast. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Well, maybe Snow White. Yeah, yeah Beauty Snow and the Beast. I, yeah, 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 I did yeah, I Snow White Snow or Hansel White. and Gretel. So. That's right. No, it's Snow White. Right. Yeah, 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 it's Snow White. And then I was like, man, the way this guy looks and his ability. I think I forget about a career in theater from for, for now. What? But um, from, yeah. a, from a brochure? From a brochure. No, no, I saw you. I, I watched it, actually. Ah, okay, and okay. And I thought it was, um, thought it was great. And gosh, that guy's talented. And then the second time I met you was... You don't remember this, but it's... Uh, the USS auditions? Oh, yeah, you do remember. Yeah, I do remember okay. it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm flattered, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm always on the lookout for, like, competition, so of course I... Right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and you, at that point, you were auditioning for a... Uh, you're, that was acting, right? 
That was for hosting for hosting. Universal Studios. But you were gonna sing as well. Oh yes, I was gonna sing, but right? I was yeah. I didn't make it into the 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 musical theater group at Universal Studios, but I did book the hosting job, so I took it for about a year and a half. And, you, and then you got you got your job, right? Yes, you know, no, actually, oh, oh, funny story. Maybe maybe we never spoke about this. So what actually happened was that I went for the um, dancing audition, mm-hmm. and they said, hey, you know, stay for the singing audition. And as you knew, as you know, back then singing wasn't my thing. I was like, I was, I was a break dancer off the streets. Who knew, like maybe like two musical theaters? Oh no, that that that's not true. I knew, like I know Les Mis so well. I know Phantom of the Opera so well, but I didn't know like contemporary kind of musicals. Um, but they said, hey, um, hey kid, like stay. Um, we need your break dancing. And they said, okay, do hip hop as well. Hip hop was fine, and um hip-hop was breaking was fine they said okay stay for the singing audition so i end up going for the singing audition and you probably don't know this but i was the only singaporean offered a role in the monster show great wow yes. i was gonna think that they were only offering it to foreigners that's it right it seemed like it a- actually everyone, well done everyone oh cheers man everyone who made it to the final they were all foreigners except me right yep and so they said okay state your price well because okay maybe side story many people don't know this but when when USS first came up, it was done in a rush, mm-hmm. right? Because RWS was up, and one of the I don't know how how much we can actually talk about this, but from what I know, um, Singapore granted licenses to two um, casinos, RWS and um, MBS. Right. right. So MBS had their thing up, and because MBS was a building integrated and all that, they could keep building. But I believe. RWS started building the casino, but in order to make it, uh, in order to have a casino in Singapore, you have to have it be a resort. Yep. So the casino side was up, but the resort stuff was not up. So they kind of rushed USS a little bit. So back then, they weren't so picky with pay. So they were actually asking everyone, how much are you expecting? Right? So we're talking contracts and all that. And then when they found out that I was still an NS, Uh-oh. they were like, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So actually, I was supposed to be in the Monster Show and I was supposed to be Wolfman. Wow. Yeah. So that never happened. So yeah, when I finally got got back, I was um, a Rockefeller. And back th- when when I joined, you had already been there doing the the donkey show. The donkey show. Yeah, it sounds it sounds. Uh, it's not. So it's not what it sounds racy, like. Guys. Right. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> yeah, yeah. The donkey, as in donkey from Shrek, which yeah. was situated in the the wonderful. It's our only castle, uh, only theme park. I mean, far, glad far we have away. our far far away castle. Yeah, right, right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, okay. I think before we go on, how does it? damn thing work it's a guy donkey is control i don't can you say this i well well let's just say it works the same way that um you know for turtle i think it's like a sort of a bit of a copy of turtle talk in okay in disneyland where there's a turtle talking to you uh the turtle is crushed from okay. finding nemo and he's in a fish tank uh it's oh. a graphic it's a gra- the same way donkey is it's okay, a graphic okay, uh, okay. on a screen yeah but it's made to look like in the fish tank and Donkey's made to look like he's on stage yeah. and it's actually, uh, you have real curtains covering the screen so it looks like he's really on stage, right? Wow. And then uh, how it works is, um, well, there's there's Donkey, obviously, uh, an actor talking yeah. to you. Uh, Do it, but by the way, guys, it's, it's doing it in real time. Yeah, this is happening like in real time. Audience, so, yeah. so Donkey actually looks at you, Donkey mm-hmm. can actually hear you. And he roasts you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but... Yeah, in terms of how much we can talk about, I mean, I'm really happy to be candid, but I'll just say that um, someone got fired for taking pictures backstage on oh, the, the technology. Right? Like, a, yeah, a couple of our donkeys, oh, or at least one, got fired for okay. taking a picture of how 
how the process is done. So Let, let's just say how the puppet is controlled, because <laughs> yeah. I I too know how it works. Okay. Um. Yeah. And <laughs> I, and I think you know what I I don't know if you know this, but in Universal, I don't know if it's Japan or it's in the U.S., but they actually have was it Optimus or Bumblebee, and and they interact. So I have a feeling they're doing the same thing as well. There's a guy in the suit doing um doing the robot, and there's another guy doing the voice. But um. Oh wow. But funny, you, uh, you you mentioned Disney there because I wanted to ask you about that because so much of what you do revolves around Disney. Absolutely, right? And yep. that's your like Dwayne, like Disney Dwayne. It is. It is my uh, my alter ego. I have a YouTube channel about it. Uh-huh. Um, but I do have to say, it doesn't mean that I like everything Disney. I am also very free with uh, huh. my comments about movies. <laughs> right? If they aren't they aren't good. They just aren't good, right? Um, right. And also. Also, people think that that uh, you know, like for my birthday or Christmas, they can just dump any Disney thing Disney at me. But stuff. I'm like, no, I'm you know, I'm pretty selective as well. I'm not okay. just like every Disney thing. But yeah, but okay. no, it's changed my life. Disney, huh? Um, I was so I was doing a bit of homework before we met, and I was doing a uh, I was trying to I was trying to research all the movies that came out this year so that I made sure that we had points that I didn't look like I'm out of touch from Disney. And interestingly, in that video, this guy was actually doing exactly what you did. He said, "Look, I like Disney, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I like every single thing they produce, right?" Okay. So he was given a review of um, what came out in 2020, what he liked, what he didn't like. Um, what What do you think of Disney now? How do you think the the first thing I ever watched, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind, bro. I was like, <laughs> amazing. Blew my mind. Right. And and I, I I love so much Disney stuff. Um, but when I see Disney now and Disney then, yeah, it's yeah, a bit different. So yep. so I mean, what what happened? Um, I think they they have to change with the times. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also teach kids these days musical theater, and you know I show them a lot of things to get their opinion. Yeah. Um, and when you show them an evergreen cartoon like the Disney ones back in the day and you show them something more modern, they, they definitely prefer the more modern look. Is that right? So yeah, Disney knows that. I mean, for, for us, Disney has changed and we want that old flavor back, but mm. I don't think it's possible for it to come back be- just because times are changed. Um, hmm. It's going to look dated. It's going to not appeal to the, the, the new families out there. So right. um, that's why it's changed. I Wait, think. When you say new stuff, you mean like, we're talking like 3D animation or you're talking yeah. like as in new types of pacing like it's it's a faster story or they bring up modern topics you know like yeah everything everything from the right. girl being much more proactive from the oh. the look of the the movie being 3D rather than 2D traditional paint right, as right. well as the lingo and the way they speak right like you know like uh, best day ever from Rapunzel would you know you would never imagine Belle doing that for example yes. so so all these things, and then also an equal emphasis on also the, the, the hero, the main, like Rapunzel itself was, was, um, was focused on Flynn so much because they also mm-hmm. wanted to appeal to the guys. Right. Uh, they wanted guys to watch too, and yeah. um, they didn't want the, the guys to feel left out, which is why they, in Singapore, it's called Tangled and not Rapunzel, because they wanted the guys to, to, oh, to come yeah, in and be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is cool. We love Flynn. So yeah, right. Flynn Rider, who's the yeah. yeah. And the the whole like damsel in distress, knight in shining armor theory, not not so much that way anymore, right? Yep. No, I mean With if you format. look at the yeah. current Disney, I mean like mm-hmm. um, Frozen itself. You know, the mm-hmm. girls kind of rescue the day. Yeah. 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 What, and Moana. Like, how? I mean, to you, is that something that you enjoy? Or it's like, oh, it's just a a thing. I think it's great. I think it's great that there's more representation of like, you know, uh, women stepping up and, mm-hmm. and being empowered. Right. Um, 
Um, I also think that you know what we were talking about a bit earlier, like sometimes because of all the in the way the the it sort of overshadows like yeah. the 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 guys also like you know yeah. because there's so much emphasis on the sort of the more oppressed or the weaker yeah. uh, whatever it is you know mm-hmm. uh, orientation yeah. sexual orientation group or or gender being oppressed uh, I think we 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 shouldn't forget also you know that that you know there there's still the guys that that's right man yeah and like <laughs> backing <laughs> yeah so. Actually, what what I was talking to Dorian about just now was about how I wanted to make this podcast something where uh, men can ch- men can chat, you know. And I think that um, it's great. I mean, representation of women, I think women, I think is is a brilliant thing. At the same time, though, I feel that young boys still need male role models. You know, that's something yep. that's that's missing a lot. You know, and I think that young boys are very often forgotten and perhaps even not as predicted. You know, because um. I mean, when it comes to being a man, I think very often, I mean, the, the whole phrase, be a man, right? It, it's kind of like, I mean, not, not to say in a negative way, but it's like, I don't care what you're going through, but suck it up. Yeah. Right? It's a, yep. it's a be a man kind of thing, you know? And, and like, when I, when I watch movies these days with my wife, right? Like, so recently I watched um, uh, Meet, Meet Joe Black, mm-hmm. okay? And then I watched um, uh, Al Pacino movie where he helps, uh, he helps this young guy. Um, it is called, I cannot remember, but I'll bring it up in a second, but I keep watching these movies from like the 80s and 90s. Why? Because I feel like back then, like the, the, the style of storytelling was different, but I could not predict the ending. Whereas when I watch a movie now, be, like I can tell you which character is going to save the day. You know, and I go, right. that, that person's not going to die. She's a lady. You know, she's going to make it to the end of the movie. I bet she's going to rescue. Uh, and that guy right there, the, the guy with the most muscles, oh, he's going to be rescued by somebody else. You know, right. and, and that kind of narrative plays in. So, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just tricky. But, um, yeah, I think I think as much as we want to celebrate women, I think it's great to give the young boys something to be excited about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I feel, um, well, it's not just about, you know, being a man or a woman. I think we all kind of, face the same we're, we're all human right so we face the mm-hmm. same issues so it's just really also i feel like um about being inclusive uh, in terms of like you know be a man i mean you can like what is the definition of a man like exactly. a woman can be like a man too mm-hmm. um uh so yeah like so i think we have to redefine what being a man is in the first place that's right yeah that's right um it finally came to my head it's called scent of a woman Oh yes, yeah. scent of a woman. <laughs> okay, woman. right. So, um, but anyway, talking about talking about Disney, right? Uh, if if I may sidetrack, so um, my favorite, like uh, I used to love Lion King, um, but How to Train Your Dragon is my favorite now, and my wife's favorite. Um, that's Pixar. Kill me if I get it that's wrong. That's DreamWorks. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So how to How to Train Your Dragon is DreamWorks. That's DreamWorks. I think right. they had like a Pixar is a, a, a Toy Story sequel. And then they have a series. I don't know if you know how to train your dragon has a has a series. Yes, as it's well. a two and a three, right? Um, no, uh, like a series of, of animated uh, for the, TV. Yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I know about them, but I have not seen them. Right. Yeah, I, I saw so, one, two, and three. I really enjoyed. Them, and but, Pixar yeah. is Toy Story. Pixar, uh, right. Finding Nemo, um, mm-hmm. Wally, Up. All those are, uh, are your okay. Pixar ones. I don't blame you for being confused because now Disney itself has gone 3D. Huh. And they are f- very similarly following the style of Pixar yeah, movies, yeah. so it's it's hard to to to. Thanks for saving my butt there, bro. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, man. And um, like, what what's your what's your favorite? My favorite, mm-hmm. uh, Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you're gonna say a Disney one. Nope. 
I have oh, is that a right? favorite okay, Pixar well, movie. Favorite Pixar I I love Up. I okay. think I think I always like Pixar because they focus and and Wally too. Okay. Um, they always focus on the most um unconventional protagonists. So like. You would very seldom see an old man being the focus of. Yeah, good um, point, bro. So they start off that way. It's just like a, a an old man, and, mm-hmm. you know, and and your your instincts because you're so trained and conditioned by media to be like, where's this? Wh- why is this not a young young lead? Yes, right. Yes. You're like, where's this going? Like, why am I watching an old man? Do I care? But then you do care because yeah. you know there's a there's something to be told about it. That's such a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's lovely because it talks about um, loss. It talks about love uh dedication it talks about dreams you know like all good disney pixar movies that that always try to make you cry mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and and i know that i saw it somewhere there are like a few bullet points that they have to meet right is that i don't know if it's disney or is it pixar like wh- one of them like every film needs to have like these specific points do you mm, know about this nope not aware of them but like right. they they always try to make it meaningful and um and different, I think. Like okay. everyone has to be quite different from the other, and they they all are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And right, right now you're wearing an Aladdin T-shirt. Yep. 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 <laughs> and you know, I I think one thing that um, I, well, I think one thing that Disney does really well is the whole, it's it's almost and when I think back to all the studying ones, they're very musical theater, mm-hmm. aren't they? Right. And that's another thing that we I think we both like. Yep. 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 And and. Actually, the 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 first, the first time yes, the first time we actually did work together was in Spring Awakening. That's right, right? Back yeah, when, musicals. Yeah, when you played, uh, your character's name is uh, Ernst. <laughs> Ernst, that's right. I think so. There was Ernst. There was my character was called Morris. Uh, Moritz, Moritz. Sorry, Moritz. There was Ernst. There was Hanshin. Hanshin. Yes. Hanshin. Yeah. There was uh, Melchior. Yep. There was uh, Otto. Wow, and there was I a, there's, there's one more. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, gosh, so that that was with Pangdemonium. Um, that was with Pangdemonium. Um, that's um, run by Adrian Pang and Tracy Pang. That's right. Shout out to them. They um they I think, you know what? Like till this day, okay. So no one knows this, but when Adrian gave me a phone call and said I had the role, um, I I cried in my bed, um, for about probably like 15, 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, man. So like those of you guys that don't know what happened was um. <clears throat> So at that time, um, I was learning singing for my goddad, right? So I was, mm-hmm. I was Mr. Breakdancer. I was trying to start, I guess, singing and learn more about singing. And one day, he prints out this audition form. Did I tell you this before? He, no. No, I, I didn't tell you, huh? No, no. So you were doing your, you were still at USS. So you had to stop that to do Spring Awakening? Yeah, bro. I actually took a six months, uh, six months off um, from the Rockefeller show as a right. b-boy. Um, but you know, you know, funny story how, how this all fell apart. I'll go back into the audition in a second, but what actually happened was, okay, I, I don't know if you know this, but B-boys just have this very like overly masculine thinking every other genre is gay kind of mentality. Okay. Like, oh, that's so feminine, you know? Right. And so I never learned like jazz dancing or hip hop dancing or tap or ballet or anything. So I, I only saw like, okay, B-boys only masculine art, you know? But what happened was through um, through NDP, I actually got to know Jeffrey okay. Tan, the choreographer. Mm-hmm. And so Jeffrey um, knew I could dance. So when I came out of NS, he, he got me an opportunity to audition for Fried Rice Paradise. So I got into Fried Rice Paradise. So that's a musical, right? That was done by SRT, yep, Singapore was, Repertory Theater. Uh, yeah, it was and directed by, by Dick Lee. Written by Dick, but it was directed, directed by, by Dex. Stephen Dexter, yes, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. From the UK. Oh, Stephen Dexter, that's right. Yeah, I was calling Dex. Um, yeah, and so so through that, right, I remember like in all the auditions, so 
I I came in wanting to use. I mean, break dancing was like my thing, right? But I had to put that in the back seat, and I learned choreo after choreo in jazz, and this like seventies, um, it's like disco style of dancing. I was like, what in the world is this? And I'll be very honest, for the first like few weeks, I hated it, man. But it, like, because it felt feminine, or because it's nah. just different. Maybe that played a part, man. I think I think as as I think b b-boying is so masculine and it's about standing out. Yeah. So like as a b-boy, I don't want to look the same as as you. I want to have my own what's called flavor. I want to have my own feel. I want to do my own moves. Right. And it's less about being in an ensemble. Right. Right. So, but whereas being in an ensemble, um, my lines have to be right. I need to be in time with everybody else. Yep. You know. And so and and we cannot have like a. a 10, 10 people just coming together doing their own thing, right? So um, I had to learn, I guess, a bit of contemp and, um, and yeah, a bit of jazz. And interestingly, what happened after that was like, because I learned all these um, different styles of um, dancing, it actually ma- made my break dancing better. But that was the thing that got me through a lot of the auditions because they didn't know, like, no one's interested in just finding a pure break dancer, right? So it, even being a break dancer, you had to be able to do other genres as well so anyway back to the story of auditioning um i i yeah i i did do other styles of dance during the spring awakening audition but what happened was okay so i'm with my goddad and then my goddad brings in a piece of paper and he says this is a musical called spring awakening you're gonna audition for it and you're gonna do the role of moritz okay and so i I went home and looked at it and really don't know what's going on he said okay what you're gonna do is just keep practicing rock song so I, I practiced songs from Nickelback um, the rock band and he said go ahead and do this audition so I actually went in there auditioned and um, okay this you don't know but at the audition um, Adrian, Adrian says okay so you know how to dance and he goes and I heard you sing mm-hmm. okay and he goes do you know how to act and so I googled I, well before my audition I googled a monologue I just went simple monologues from men and I got a little section, and I did that as my monologue. And he goes, okay, well, do me a favor. If we do give this give this role to you, you need to learn how to act. So, no, right. Okay, fair enough. And so um, fast forward, I got the phone call and got the role, and there we were, working together. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, yeah. what a – yeah, that was, that was one of the longest auditions processes. Like, it was a couple of days. We were, you know, being mixed and matched with different That's people. Right. Like, for me, at least, I don't know what your experience was, but it was it was quite the talk of the town to be – to be in this production back then, I right? Remember, yeah, it, w- it was the musical. Yeah, it was. It was. There was so many of us auditioning for it as well. It's like a, it, it ran over like, was it like three days? Or yeah, like three days. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that was great. So um, yeah, and ah, oh, gosh, my one of my all time like just I don't know, man, favorite favorite times in my life. I really, really enjoyed. I uh, enjoyed Spring Awakening. How was Spring Awakening for you? It was great. It kind yeah. of um. Uh, you know, um, put my faith back in theater. Mm-hmm. I was uh, at that point. I had done uh, like a TV series I was hosting, and also you know some other jobs before that that sort of um, had me lose faith in in working in the industry and hmm. and and sort of that sort of revived it again. So Is that, that right? was re- that was great. Great. Thing, yeah. Things were new again. Things, yeah. So for sure, yeah, because it felt like a family. They were very caring, and yeah. and it was such a great experience. We you know? we were very family. Yeah, we were very tight. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I broke my leg. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, we had we had an understudy come in and everything. That's right. Yeah, man, that's right. So actually, what happened was I got the role in Spring Awakening, 
everything was going fine. And at that time, so I took a break from Universal Studios. So yep. um, I was doing acting jobs at the time as well. Right. So um, TV TV jobs came in. So I was doing a I was doing a drama called um, uh, what's the name? Okay, escapes escapes me, but. When I do get it back, I'll, I'll mention it. But I was doing a TV show, and I had to um, I had to run a corner being chased by paparazzi or something like that, acting as some kid. So this kid turns a corner, and then I slipped on moss, and I broke my leg, man. Wow. Yeah, out of all the so flips random, that I do every day. Man, just moss. The most random thing. I, I can even tell you why it happened. The most random thing, that, yes. That, <laughs> <laughs> you win, bro. That's 1-0 for you. Um, so what, what they do is... Gosh. Okay, I'll I'll say this in the in in the safest way possible. What happens is they want to preserve the, they want to preserve costumes, right? So what they do is they put masking tape on the bottom of shoes so the shoes don't wear out. Wow. Yeah. So what I did was I was like, hey guys, this masking tape thing, it's too slippery. You need to get 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 it off. So I peeled the masking tape off, and what it leaves you with is this sticky, gooey residue. So the residue mixed with the moss is really uh, how I slip. Yeah, so right. I, I broke my foot, man. And then, uh, yeah, an understudy came in, and that's a whole story of its own. <laughs> it is another whole story, but it could be another whole podcast episode. That's so. right, yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, great. It was a great experience, Spring Awakening, and, yeah. like, yeah. And, and I was scared, man. Launched your career off also in some other... Well, I'm sure you also put in a lot of work in, in terms of your... Your your uh, everything sort of, else yeah everything else your influencer career yeah yeah no it's you know what's interesting like we're talking about this this just now but like back when um oh back in the day I was staying with my aunt and my aunt was living two blocks away from you mm-hmm. something yep, like that where yep, we yep. used to live with your parents right so I would have these long nights um chatting with Dwayne <laughs> after rehearsal and just learning from him and asking him for questions uh, asking him about different questions how different things work and um and and I, th- I think that actually helped me a lot oh wow you know all the all the little things all my had so much insecurity man because everyone like everyone in the cast were like either already had a career in in singing or acting or something or they were trained right you know no one was a breakdancer off the street who was like um just showing up one day and it, it's that uh what's it called when you when you feel like you don't deserve to be there uh well, imposter know. syndrome oh really yeah wow. bro i suffered from that from the longest time wow, and i was I like no idea. i don't even act i don't i i, I barely yeah, know how to it, sing right it must be tough yeah just thinking about how you you must have felt uh it's like me trying to fit into a dancer group or not even that something like far-fetched like you're trying to be a magician uh, like a writer or a magician yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah something like that yeah so i mean that was that and then yeah so what Dwayne and i talked about right was that the whole difference between social media and what i do and when back when i knew Dwayne, it was like i was so i started off as a, as a fan very much as a fan of like musical theater watching you um watching like lemons as a kid you know and and i always wanted to be in these things right and i think when i went into it i was just so interested in being an artist right but sadly because of social media and all that like i never meant for it to take off but when it did take off it consumed my life and boy was that sad and so i'm kind of actually happy to see this come like a full circle from when we used to be if i can say innocent kids that just wanted to perform <laughs> right um and go in a full circle and now i get to chat with you again and it's it's really cool man for me but um anyway you you were saying that aside from theater that you're doing you also teach now yep i do it's mm-hmm. been it's been a while now i think i would say even maybe 
I don't know, time always escapes me. I would say maybe six, seven years, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I've started teaching while I was in theater, but now more full time. And then I choose my, my projects in acting more carefully. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. I teach with the Singapore Repertory Theatre. Strangely, I haven't run away from theatre because they have got an educational arm called the Learning and Engagement Department. Which is a new thing? Or? Which is a, a fairly new thing. I think for the last two years, it's been more up and coming. And, and, mm -hmm. and, but then work has taken off. There's a lot of people signing up. Uh, you know, I think Gaurav, uh, who is the artistic director, just mm -hmm. did a video about how they have like 100 over classes a year. Um, wow! Uh, so that's more productions than I. I mean, more more classes than productions they put out, right? So yeah. I've been working with them uh, in different capacities, uh, teaching various different different age groups and different types of things. Like it could be Shakespeare, it could be, it could be about just drum, just like musicals, singing a little bit. It could be preschool mm -hmm. students. Um, Right. Um, and then I also work uh, with Jitterbugs, which is a dance school. I don't know how many of you know this, but they used to be, uh, they used to teach like um, Lindy Hop, like yeah, you know, and yeah, then you can yeah. do. I, I actually went to Jitterbugs when they're in the cafe to mm -hmm. learn salsa. I oh. went for a few lessons. Yeah, I went right. to learn salsa. I was like, since I'm going going to get crazy about this dance genre thing, and I'm going to cross genre, I'm going to give salsa a try. It was fun. Yeah, right. But, but anyway, you're saying so jitterbugs as well. And so jitterbugs, yeah. No, I mean, just I just want to say that that's that kudos to you for like you know not being an actor, dancer, and then just doing all of that. Uh, that's amazing to be to be able to do that. And I think the fact that you were given the opportunity is is an amazing credit to you in itself. Um, yeah, but hmm. jitterbugs is. Um, yeah, so now they they focusing more on on younger children mm -hmm. uh, under the age of like I would say maybe sixteen, um, mm -hmm. and uh, so even though they're still a dance school, they have uh, opened up to acting and singing. So I, I kind okay. of sort of run that that those things mm -hmm. at the school. Uh, right. So yeah, I teach uh, in that capacity for jitterbugs and and what's SRT. The, what, can, can I ask what the ratio is of like boys is to girls when it comes to oh. like musical theater? Easily more girls. You just see like a handful of guys. That's like a like a eighty like twenty. Um, maybe eighty seven thirteen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like back. Oh, okay. I I think this is a is a movies. Oh, not movies. Sorry. TV shows like Glee. Right. Though Glee was a remake, I think that made musical theater kind of cool again. Right. Because. At one point, well, when I was in high school, if if you're in the drama club, like, yeah, yeah, you get your lunch stolen if you're in drama club. Yep, like, it's the yep. least cool thing to to be. I was actually in um Tempest, you know the the Shakespeare um, yep, Tempest. Yep. Yeah, I was actually in, in that playing like a bodyguard, like breakdancing or something like that. Right, as a, as a bodyguard. But, in um, school, but yeah, back in back in high school, okay. yeah, I was in, I play, and I played saxophone in a high school musical as well. Oh wow, super random. But I I was never like the the singer or actor. Um, right. Back then, I was like dancing or playing saxophone. But 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 anyway, um, yeah, man. Um, um, it was always a very um, female heavy thing, you know. So as as young boys, like, I I think guys just don't understand how cool it is, you know. And then later and later on in life, when you get into it, you're like, oh gosh, th this is really really fun. And I think right. and I think a lot of us, like for me anyway, I didn't dare to. I think it's just a lack of guts. Like I never dared to go to. A musical and say hey i'm interested i want to audition you right. know i enjoyed watching it like i i only had a few cds at home because my mom only listened to a few cds so i'd listen to what she listened to and it was like you know les mis and some piano cds um beatles classical music and so yeah it was just like les mis on on, on loop you know yeah um, 
yeah but um so now it's the same it's just still more girls than than guys yeah i think it's still the same i think i think there's still a stigma i guess that hasn't been broken uh where even if a guy might be interested they don't want to go through the whole getting teased about it you know being a girl <laughs> sort of a thing yeah uh you know guys exploring but hopefully that's changing more and more i mean i i i watch a lot of tv now and i realize that the you know there's more fluidity and there's like more acceptance of different expressions and you mm-hmm. know so i i hope that it's changing yeah um no yeah. Say, i i mean i wish i wish people would see that link between drama club and and like hollywood perhaps you know even even yep. because i mean adrian told me he was in drama club when he was in school I think he was, yeah he was definitely in a drama when he was in school um you know and and i think like hugh jackman was yep. from musical theater as well right and i think some people don't see that link people see like hollywood people see like the rock you know they see yeah. people like that and they see like huge leading actors but a lot of people don't know that these guys were actually from theater or from musical theater or did extensive work somewhere else you know they didn't just show up one day and know how to act yeah day. absolutely yeah. yeah and yourself do you do any tv or um yeah i have i had done tv before a bit of film okay uh i actually started out doing tv i was an extra for media corp well, really? well it was called Singapore SBC it was called Singapore Broadcasting Corporation okay. back then and then okay. it became TCS which is Television Television Corporation of Singapore and then it became MediaCorp that's right no so, they, they split I, I know they were like they were one body they became two and they and one died and they became MediaCorp is that right not sure I'm, no I'm not very sure I'm, okay. Uh, okay I, I think was it was it the channel you think? Yeah, the, the channel, channel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was a separate. That was Media Works. Oh, that's a whole. Uh, that was yeah, and then there was like uh, Channel U and Channel I, and then Channel I died, and okay. then Channel U, which was the 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 Mandarin Mandarin portion of Media mm-hmm. Works, mm-hmm. joined with Channel Eight. Right. So yeah. And amongst the many things that you do, um, musical theater, and now now I know you're an extra on a TV show as well. But one well, very cool thing that that you do, um, which I've always been interested in, actually, just never got the opportunity to do, which I think is super cool, is you do VOs. Yeah, voiceovers. Right. For yeah. like, I remember when we were hanging out back then, um, you were doing the voiceover for Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, started out back quite some time also during my theater career. Um, I was voicing lots of cartoons. I did Yu-Gi-Oh! I did One Piece. Uh, huh, wow. So many, like, uh, some things you probably wouldn't even... Mass Rider. Uh, that was a live really? action one, yeah. But, huh. uh, so I had to match the, the mouth the Japanese, flaps. The, the Japanese? Japanese one, yeah. Wow. So, uh, whenever they put on their masks, I'm like, yay, I don't have to match mouth flaps anymore. I'm just like, keep the mask on. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so back then, yeah, huh. so, so I had... I guess, yeah, voice has always been something that's fascinating because it's so, like... I mean, singing in itself is about your voice. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's like sort of a natural thing, accents and different things I enjoy doing. I've always yeah. done them from young anyway. I always pick up the phone and, and put on a, my, my, my Filipino mate's uh, <laughs> accent to just, you know, get... But of course, now it's, if you do that, it's a bit not tasteful anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I started doing voices and then now I, I'm very lucky to be... It's, I think it's been 10 years already. Mm-hmm. Um, just voicing, still, still working. I'm very lucky. I'm just yeah. like you know, your your ads that you hear on TV or radio, uh, or your cool, public service announcements, and and then now radio. So and then, um, I just booked an audio book as well. My first wow. audio book is coming up. Um, wow. um it's finally a, a voice that I did for a graduating student. Okay. Uh, at NTU, okay. uh, an animation graduation project. It was called Spy Cat and the Paper Chase. You can find it on YouTube. It's a it's a 
kids book? It's a it's an yeah it's a kids book. Okay. So th- this animation was like a cartoon. Okay. It was a five minute animation. It was submitted to many festivals around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a graduating project, and I voiced Spy Cat. Okay. Um, and then I think like now like ten years later, I think the 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 author has written has booked a deal for three books. He's written two already. He's a Singaporean epi- guy. Epigram. Yeah. Oh, wow. So okay. it's about Spy Cat. Uh, and uh, I'm very happy like that my first audiobook is something that is also something meaningful because I actually voiced Spy Cat so now I'm doing I'm reading the audiobook for Spy Cat Uh uh so um, Uh so yeah so I get to play his voice again but you know in a different way in the audiobook but then of course I have to voice all the other characters as well Mm -hmm. um, because I'm reading the whole book about that's that's so okay so what I picture in my head is they they record you on one voice so they record like character a then you do the whole scene for character a then they'll swap over and go okay now do the ones for character b you're not swapping back and forth every line right so this is for the audiobook well i haven't actually started the process but i'm thinking i'm going to read it straight through okay. same way how we do the animation cartoons like Oh or uh-huh. or one piece we we kind of just follow chronologically and then we just change. Oh, you do, oh, you're doing line for line. Yeah, line for line. Like we we just change according to what what's come up, uh, what's coming up. So okay. and we're all. I mean, it's done different ways. In Hollywood, you do them individually, yeah. and then they animate according to your voice. But when you're doing a dub over mm-hmm. something that has already been animated, then you kind of. I don't know. We in Singapore, when we were dubbing it, we just ran through it chronologically, and then when your character comes up, you just jump in. Okay. And then you if a different character comes up, then you jump in with a different voice. So kind of just used to that, doing that. But that yeah. sounds <laughs> so fun, man. I you should get into it. Yeah, oh, voice over man. If you if you well, accents are something that come very easily for me. So if you do have any jobs and you need someone to do that, please, I'd Absolutely. love to do that, man. Um, yeah, well, uh, I, my my dream for you is if you get to voice over a Disney <sighs> character, I think that would be. You're gonna tell me you've done that already. No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, haven't. Okay. But 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 I'm I'm hopeful, and I think, I think it's I I believe it's it's not impossible. So I will keep dreaming for sure. I, I mean, so many of my mm-hmm. Disney dreams have come true. I mean, like you know, um, Disney has brought Please a lot of share, dreams to me. Um, no, just even like wanting to play Aladdin. I mean, like I auditioned for the California Adventures Aladdin show. Mm-hmm. I was very close to getting it, and mm-hmm. then Aladdin on Broadway. But then it came in a different way. It came in, ter- in terms of like when Leia Salonga, who's the voice of Princess Jasmine, had a, That's right. had a concert here. So yeah, I was, I, I screamed out. I knew she was going to ask for it because um, she asked for someone to sing a whole new world with her. Right. At her back then, her concert, which she would ask, she would do that. I saw the one in New York, uh-huh. and she asked, and I didn't speak up soon enough, so I didn't get to go on. But then when she was in Singapore, I suspected she would do the same wow. thing. So I was kind of ready for it. Okay. Um, so I got to so that was that was quite a wonderful dream to for oh, it to happen gosh, and she wow. she remembers me the next time she came back to Singapore she actually asked in the audience she's like is Dwayne Tan here tonight and really? I was like oh. I wasn't there oh, gosh <laughs> well I figured you know someone else should have a chance as is, well is she but. one of your like theater people you've looked up to yeah or? I definitely look up to her I mean okay. she's also the voice of uh, Mulan. Uh, uh-huh. The singing voice of Mulan, and so mm-hmm. she's she's two Disney princesses in one. I mean, how many actresses can say that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, Disney is. I hope to work with them. I mean, I have worked for Disney in different capacities. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but uh, I hope to work with them creatively on like, uh, like a Disney Disney project, like yeah. you know, princess movie or something. I- I'm gonna sound like an amateur here, but so Leah Salonga is the voice of Mulan in Disney's Mulan, the the previous one. 
So the animated version, yeah, the original one, she mm-hmm. is the singing voice of Mulan. And in right. Aladdin, she's the singing voice of Princess Jasmine. But back in, in those oh. days, the speaking voice uh, was somebody else. So Princess Jasmine was played by Linda Larkin. And Mulan, if you know, is played by Ming-Na Wen, the speaking voice. Why, why do they do that? Why, why don't they just get a musical theater singer and just do the whole thing? Well, I think back in the day, the triple threat or the, the, the idea of that everyone can do everything mm-hmm. was, a, was a less of a concept. Uh-huh. So you weren't expected to be able to sing, if, even if, though you could act the role of Mulan. So they, they mm. had different people specialized to do one or the other. Yeah, that's interesting, though, because theater was a, a, around like way before Disney. True, musical, yeah. M- musical theater has been here since lo- long ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, hmm, that's interesting. And so, <laughs> okay, wait, here's where I'm going to sound amateur. So Christina Aguilera's version of Reflection mm-hmm. is, is what? She just did a cover of it? She did a cover. So every time um, the character sings, like there's always like one main song that, that is the hit, right? Like for mm-hmm. Little Mermaid is, well, I guess part of your world. I mean, yeah. there's also Under the Sea or whatever. But, but whenever there's a hit song that Those comes kiss out. Kiss the Girl, but okay. Yeah, Kiss the Girl. Yeah. But then you have all the pop versions also from for Kiss the Girl, Under the uh, Sea, oh, part yeah, yeah, of your yeah, world. Okay, okay. So, but usually at the end of the movie, you hear one and they will invite like, um, I guess it's also to, to, to make it more radio friendly. Not oh. the animated. The animated version is the character singing uh, with all the feeling and emotions right, of the character right, in right. that specific context. Mm-hmm. And then when you change it to a pop song, it appeals to everybody else on radio, yeah. people who may not like musical theater. Uh, and you also hire, you get a chance to hire like a popular artist. And it, um, it boosts the film. And it I'm boosts sure. the film, yeah. boosts the song. So like yeah. in terms of uh, popularity in terms of radio, I would say Christina Aguilera is a is, is a bigger star than Leia, right? Sorry, Leia, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. So in terms of that, so they uh, needed like a different artist, which is, okay. uh, yeah. So she's she also sang it again for the live action Mulan, Christina Aguilera. Live, um, hang on, the live action Mulan, not yeah. not not the recent one, the recent one. So the live action. Oh, one, the recent yeah, one the was recent a musical one. as well. Uh, no, it wasn't. But they got her oh. to sing "Reflection" again at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they had another song called uh, uh, "Oh Gosh." Uh, this is testing my Disney knowledge now. <laughs> "Loyal, Brave, and True," okay. which is uh, another song that she sang for the okay. movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a confession. I I never watched um the new Mulan. Um, Mu- Mulan. Yeah. Um, because I was asked to audition for Mulan wow. and whenever I don't get roles I get really don't, sour right. I don't watch them uh-huh. um, part of because I don't want to watch and go oh that's a role I could have done right um, yeah. yeah I submitted for that movie too there was, Did a, you there well? was a casting yeah, call yeah, yeah but a casting call. Mm-hmm. I don't think I am man enough to, to play <laughs> to play who uh, they were looking for although I would have been happily I would have happily played any other Asian an Asian role in that movie um, yeah. but yeah so what was I going to say um, Mulan uh no, yes, there's that, so a little trivia, a little fact about these new live action remakes that they mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. Disney. They always have a new song because they want to qualify for uh, the the Grammys or, or you know, like whenever you, oh. if you have all old songs, you don't qualify for any awards. Right, So right, they always right. have a new song right. because they want to qualify for That's why. Yeah. Um, even, I, I watched the recent Aladdin. Okay, it's not, not recent, recent, but... Um, the live action one, yeah, right? Yeah, the new yeah, songs yeah. as well, right? They are. Um, Jaz- Jasmine has a new yeah, song speechless. that I really like. Ah, Speechless, yeah. yes. It's a, Bro, I, <laughs> I heard that on repeat so many times. Yeah, I yeah. love that song. Okay. I, I just feel it, it doesn't tie, because it's, it just doesn't fit the same flavor as the other Aladdin songs in a way because mm-hmm. it's so different, the style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but but yeah no it's it's a great song and yeah. with Lion King they also had Beyonce write another song called Spirit. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. and then, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch the um the right <laughs> hold up the the live action not live action because it's still a cartoon right yeah yeah but the more live looking remake of Lion King yeah also oh, Beyonce did a song on there yeah she had a song called oh. Spirit and then they asked Elton to write another song as well and okay. he wrote um Never Too Late yeah okay um. Lion King is a beautiful musical. Um, actually, like I went out back when I was in, like I was, I think I was twelve, and I was um, playing in a, in a concert band. Uh, we did a, a a bunch of covers from the movie Tarzan. Mm-hmm. So that's actually another one which um, I really like the, the the music of. Um, but I had a point about Mulan that I tried to make. Uh, oh yeah. This is this is like kind of I don't know if it's it it's it's sad to say but um what I heard um I could be completely wrong here but what I've been told is that they actually already have who they want to cast in mind but what they do is they open the casting internationally right. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying Mulan I'm just saying for for other Hollywood films right? right what they do is they open the casting so that the buzz goes around and people talk about it and go hey I auditioned for that and right. that's how they start to market the film that's so, one way, yeah. Yeah, so as much as they are looking, I mean, if the odd talent shows up that they think is amazing, I'm sure they'll still take them on. But, but yeah, but so one thing that I guess no one knows, and, and you don't know this, was I actually put in an audition for, I'm pretty sure it was the, the one that I put in for Mulan. Um, and the per, the casting director, um, her name is Popin. So it was Popin, right? Yep. And Popin um, casted me for uh, Marco Polo, the mm-hmm. one on Netflix, right? Yep. And so um, she actually dropped me an email after um, Mulan had been cast and whatnot. Um, and she said, hey, there's another director um, in Hollywood who wanted to meet me um, for a role. But th- obviously that was the same time that I stopped acting. And so I never went for that one. So till this day, I still wonder what that role was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could have been so. any of the, I don't know. Do you think it's an Asian specific I, role? Bro, or? I could have been a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of Tarzan, yeah. I wanted to get back to that. You said yeah. you like Tarzan and the music, so that was all yes. done by Phil Collins. Phil Collins, yeah, um, very percussive. Do you know that they they had a musical version of it on stage? No. Uh, yeah, on Broadway, it lasted for for a while, a short while. I saw okay. it, stunning opening when the parents okay. were washed up on shore, uh, hmm. and then the waves pulled back. But then they did it on the, they didn't do it on the stage floor. They did it on the stage uh, backdrop where that was the Whoa. top view of the beach. Uh, and Ooh. then the parents are suspended in midair, and then the waves put them up there, and then the, 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 wa- the water washes off, and they're dry docked on the beach. But it's happening like... So, so you as the audience is bird's eye view. Yeah, bird's eye view, but it's actually happening on the what? backdrop of the... It was stunning, and then like, there, were all these, there were new songs as well. Uh, so I think you would have enjoyed that. But I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, you can look up the soundtracks on Spotify, anywhere Dude. you can get... Hey, this jolts a memory. Did we meet in New York? Yeah, we did. We did. We did, right? Yeah, yeah. Nathan Hartono was there. That's right. You, me, Nathan, Lyndon. Lyndon was there too. Lyndon we bumped into. We bumped into. Well, I didn't actually... I had extra tickets for the Newsies. Uh, I actually watched the Newsies already and then I won the lot. I got free tickets for to the newsies <laughs> because I was at the Aladdin trying to get tickets for and they didn't I didn't manage to get it and they uh-huh. just were giving out because it was like the hun- the millionth person watched it or something and they just were generous Disney's so generous that way okay. um, so me and Nathan 
we're going to catch uh, another show, If Then, with Idina Menzel, who, who plays okay. Elsa, but she was in another show at the okay, time. Okay. Uh, so we just hit the tickets. Uh, we couldn't meet him. He couldn't meet us at the correct time. We hit the tickets somewhere mm-hmm. behind a bin. Nathan's idea okay. and for him to pick up the Newsy tickets and then we went and watch uh, If Then. Huh. So we didn't actually see him. Oh, so when I met up with you, it was after you had watched it. I don't remember it? exactly. I, know I, we I just, remember we took a photo. We together. took a photo, yeah. So yeah. that's all I. That's all I remember. Was it brief too? It was pretty brief, right? Yeah. I well, I was in the New York Film Academy at the time. Right. right? So I right. had been there for like three. I think I spent three months in the New York Film Academy. One of, oh man, one of the best adventures of my life. Wow. Um, but yeah, I remember bumping into you there. I actually went to watch Newsies uh, with my goddad. Newsies is amazing, bro. Yeah. Wow. The dance, the precision, yeah. and like the energy and. Yeah, it's yeah, so it great. is pretty amazing. You There's know, a you, yeah, no, you're it's on Disney Plus now, so you can actually catch the. They re- redid a, a special version. They called uh-huh. back all the original cast, like Jeremy Jordan, after he had not done it for ages. Okay, and they did a one filming event in L.A. Wow, uh, just to put it on film. So huh. that, that exists now Newsies, in Disney Plus. huh? Yep. I, I watched Hamilton. I think Hamilton was mm-hmm. Netflix or Disney Plus? It's Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yep. Yeah, I watched Hamilton. What do you think of Hamilton? In the Heights, the which is also by Lin Manuel Miranda right. that wrote Hamilton, will be on Netflix, though. Uh, what mm-hmm. do I think of Hamilton? I never thought much of it. I thought the music was, was too noisy and everything. And when I tried to listen to it to get into it, I, I, I didn't like it. But then when I was oh. in New York, I'm very lucky with these things. I. I, I put myself in for the lottery. You sing with Leah Salong, you get free uh, tickets. I love this. Yeah. Which is a $10, $10 lottery. Mm-hmm. If you get it, which mm-hmm. is hard to get, then uh, yep. you pay $10 and you watch Hamilton in the front row. So I got that. I got two tickets. Uh, yeah. I watched it. I was blown away. And did you watch it with? <laughs> I watched it with uh, Caleb Go, my, my friend. Oh, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah who was, in, who was oh, in New York right that's now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, Caleb lives in New York. Now. He lives in New York. Yeah. Right. He, I, wait a minute. I remember him coming back and playing a role. I'm very sure I watched him play a role in Singapore. Um, he played several roles, actually. Um, uh, he was in, I don't know, did you watch a, him in a, in a kid's musical? He was in he, The yeah, Frog Prince, been, maybe. Uh, he was in Romeo and Juliet. With, I probably saw him in that. Right. With yeah, uh, yeah. Toy Factory. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Okay, and what else have you seen in New York? Oh, did, have you seen Spider-Man? I have, I have. Was it really what people make it out to be? I mean, the what, as in what? What is it? I, what I, do I people mean, make I, it out I to be? I hear that it's like... It's a disaster a, of a plot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Yeah, but thin. It's, it's like a stunt performance. But it's a spectacle, uh, man. It's right, like right. amazing. Okay. I mean, the fight itself uh, between, you know, Spidey and the villain, I forget his name now, uh, Green Goblin? Just, the Green Goblin. It's okay. happening on top. It's, it's not happening it's on stage. You, right? It's above the audience. Yeah. So if you're on like the second tier of the audience and you see you see them like right in front of you, right? Like mm-hmm. above the other people sitting in the stalls. Gosh. It's been pretty amazing. Gosh. And wow. among other things. Like there's also another perspective scene where the audience is having another top view of the buildings and the buildings sort of just unfold in the direction of the audiences. And oh man! So then you see like a fight scene happening on top of the buildings, but actually you're watching it from, yeah. I mean, you're oh, just getting man. a bird's eye view, but like it's pretty amazing how they use I the paper cutout it. cartoon style, and then you know everything folds up and okay. yeah, yeah. I know, I know the songs were written by um, you two. Yep. Right. They were. Right, yeah. Right, right. Oh man. Um, what's what's the musical you've seen the most times? The most amount of times? One musical that you've seen over and over and over and over and over. I would say Aladdin. Like, Aladdin. I saw it, I chased it from 
its uh, first previews in Denver. Okay. Um, and then I watched it twice there already because okay. it was just so hard to you know go to Denver and get a, a ticket to that that yeah. preview. So so you you travel. I traveled to the all US the way to watch to watch that Aladdin. Show. Yeah, because it was the first wow. staging of Aladdin, mm-hmm. the one that we know now that's on Broadway or the mm-hmm. West End. That was the first staging of it. Right. Uh, properly done. Uh, same cast. That's that's the rapping genie one. Um, the rapping genie one. The rapping genie. Is there a rapping genie in Aladdin? I don't know. I, 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 okay, what I remember seeing... I, don't, I cannot remember if I've seen Aladdin, uh, I've, if I've seen Aladdin, um, but there, there was a viral video um, on YouTube of the Lion King cast singing in a plane. Oh, right, right, right? yeah. Right, so, there, um, so another group then did a similar thing where the Lion King cast sang and they were together with the Aladdin cast and the Aladdin cast were doing a song and I, and I thought the genie was rapping maybe okay. I got it wrong no I'm sure he was okay. but like but yeah okay. no I'm, I'm not aware I'm just not aware of, of that part of it <laughs> and then <laughs> I followed it to Broadway of uh-huh. course I watched it a couple times there as well mm-hmm. and then it came to Singapore uh and uh, I had three friends in it, so I was very excited. Wow. Uh, the fact that it was in my country, that I had three friends in it, that it was yeah. in, you know, like, and that I got to go on the, on the gala day. Um, wow. But yeah, so Gosh. this is something that is a little bit, um, you know, like a thing I want to say, but like, it's not the, I guess, the best thing also. But I, I made a video about my experience at the Aladdin Gala, and it's not mm-hmm. out yet on my channel, but it's mm-hmm. been something I've kept in for like two years. Um, and this is, it's about how I was not very welcomed at, at this event. Really? Uh, and I, yeah, I'm doing, I've decided that I needed some sort of closure to it. So I'm, I'm so to speak, going to spill the beans on, huh. on what happened at this event huh. uh, and how I was not made to feel welcomed. Um, oh, just sad. to set it right. Yeah. Gosh. But that's all I'll say here. <laughs> the rest of it, you have to go to Dwayne's podcast. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, what's it called, by the way? Oh, it's called. Disney it's just Dwayne. my Disney Dwayne channel. Oh, it's called. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a Disney Dwayne. It's, right, it's, right. it's coming out on June twenty sixth, I think. Oh, that's that so episode. exciting! How many people are listening to your podcast? Um, like I'm not sure. Episode, you know, like. I depends on depends on what I put out. Okay. okay like okay. I, it really depends on what. And, I put and how out. long are they? Like each episode that you do. Um, it depends also on what I'm talking about. <laughs> if I'm reviewing a movie, it's like five to to nine minutes, uh-huh. which doesn't get a lot of hits. Yeah. But if I cover uh, events at the the D23 Expo, which is the Disney Expo, okay. Uh, and if I'm the first to put the video out, then I can get like you know tens of thousands of hits. Okay. Uh, okay. And there's some cover songs. I did a Moana cover song. It got like seventy two thousand. I mean, it's depending on depending. I mean, still not a lot, right? In terms of like, oh, you know, well, YouTube. YouTube views. I mean, yeah, yeah um, but but usually when you when you when you're the first to cover things on YouTube, I I, I think it it does do well. Um, yeah. yeah, so it really depends. And like, of course, you know, I did a Shang- a video about Shanghai and yeah, yeah. I was gonna so I was, was I was gonna say that, but <laughs> I, was, I was holding back because I didn't know if you want to talk about it. But right. yeah, that's no. one thing that that kind of blew up, right? You yeah. were actually um, you you were just not that pleased by the way some um, <clears throat> goers yeah. behaved and. Yeah. Shanghai, yeah, and you know, so it's it's not about the Chinese directly. It's because yeah. I you just don't expect to see certain kinds of behavior in a Disney park. I was comparing mm-hmm. it to other Disney parks rather right. than like, you know, like if I was in China, then I wouldn't complain. As in, like if I was, you know, just out on the street in China normally, then you know, I, mean, I would expect it. Yeah, right, right, right. But yeah, so yeah, it's a different it's know. a different culture, but you know, it, it is. is it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, so in the same way, like I mean, part of you also has to sort of 
play the i mean like the the the, the social media game right like yeah. i mean i realized that the more controversial stuff um mm. gets more hits and i'm not doing That's it right. specifically for the hits yeah. but if it's something that i feel provoked about and then i have to talk about then it's out there but like 90% of my stuff is not controversial mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. it just so happens the the only i think the only other next controversial thing on my disney channel is going to be about the aladdin gala experience so oh, so wow. it's going to be yeah so we'll see how that goes, but that's, it might hit me back in my uh, face. You know what? That's that's a tricky one. That's actually one of the reasons why I now stay away from social media. Right. Um. Just the fact that I think you know, like, there 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 are a few human drives, right? There's sex violence, right? Um, sex violence, and and humans, as much as we hate to admit it, um, we crave these things, you know. And and the human, I don't know how how like can I say the human mind or something craves negativity like it's even proven that like um people tend to search more for things they disagree with or things they hate people spend more time relishing in things that they don't like and hating on things that they do something positive it's like when people meet for example if we both love uh, i see honey lemon on the table right now so Mm -hmm. it's like if we both love honey lemon yes we, we have a talking part about if we both hate honey lemon we become closer and i and it's it's not a part about human beings that i enjoy but that's reality, you know, and to me, uh, controversial, it's it's hard though, man, because if you want something to hit, you want views, you kind of need to live on the edge, right? Because if you do everything positive, it, it's it's like comments, right, on yep. Instagram, like nine people can post a photo going, hey, you look great, you look great, and then the, the, the one that says, hey, what's, the wrong with you, what's wrong with your nose today, right? And yeah. that one eats you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And, people love drama. That's right. And, and what's sad is those nine people that left great comments, they're never going to hear from you, but that one a-hole that left it, right, <laughs> is going to take your attention and they're taking time off you, you know? So that, that, that's, a, that's a tricky one. But having said that, I mean, if but, that's that's your yeah. Yeah, the thing about what I'm doing is not for the sake of controversy. Actually, it's more of for me at least where I'm coming from. It's about gotcha. about making things better. It's about yeah. setting things right. Yeah. So even with my the video about Shanghai, it's sort of like, hey, we shouldn't we shouldn't have people smoking in the castle. We shouldn't have kids peeing the bushes. <laughs> like we shouldn't have people peeling. I totally forgot about that. But now that peeling, you say that, okay. Peeling peeling sockets off the wall, just thinking that there's a PowerPoint to charge your phone no. or bringing a selfie. You know, there are all these yeah. things that I'm just going, hey, we shouldn't be doing that. And so yeah. in the same way, when I get controversial, it's really about hopefully setting things right or having some justice to a situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree, man. I think, I think one thing that I admire about you is that you, you've never been one to like attack or be malicious, but you, you, you're one who wants, like you said, closure of things. You go, Hey, this is the way I think things need to be done. And I'm going to express my view on it. And you're very unashamed of, of speaking that view. Right. Yeah. Um, super randomly tying back to when you said you were teaching Mm -hmm. uh, you were sharing with me just now that you were actually teaching kids like speaking of putting your view across you teach kids that aren't always the easiest to teach yep so Mm -hmm. i had a a recent experience Mm -hmm. um and there's a blog post about it uh, on the srt website this Uh is um i was assigned to teach um, North Light School, and a lot of people think North Light is is the is the, the special needs school. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify that, Path Light is the special needs school. North mm-hmm. Light is when you fail PSLE, the government puts you there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had taken on this project to teach them, and um, it really was an eye opener because. I realized I couldn't communicate with them the same the students the same way that I did with any of my other students. Hmm. Um, here, the the kids are 
they they have a little bit of a you know a chip on their shoulder they know mm -hmm. that they've or at least they they feel my sense from them is that they feel like they've failed in life in some ways society doesn't have a place for them perhaps. yeah perhaps mm -hmm. uh, misfits you know mm -hmm. and um this is strange too because it ties in with my great grandfather, which uh, which is another whole thing. Huh. He 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 used to run the St Andrews School. The no, the road is named after him, um, uh, Francis Thomas. For real? Yeah, yeah. So I have I cannot oh. I can say no. I can't say. Oh, this you think this is your grandfather's road? Well, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not it's my because it's, it's my great grandfather's road. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I can't actually <laughs> say it's my grandfather's road. But yeah, he was he was in, oh. into drama, and I think he was he was also on the opposition team back in the day. He was. Um, uh, oh. Uh, in the political parties and he was trying to change and he was one of the f the few people who were, I mean like he talked about equality and everything so that's a whole topic mm -hmm. um, I actually have another um, YouTube channel called Dwayne Spinstock which you've been on yep. so I interview my my grand aunt okay. who well I would rather not call my grand aunt but right. I call her Auntie Margaret well I call her Ma Maggie because she just Sist says Sister I, Maggie yeah, Sister yeah. Maggie <laughs> yeah, yeah. who I just recently found out is the, the president of AWARE and I was oh. like what? Atimagi, you're president of I, 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 this is how this is how well I communicate with my aunt, and she also, um, uh, aside from that, she she writes books. She just wrote a book about awesome women okay. in Singapore, and and so yeah, so and she she's also writing an, another little short passage about letter to my dad, uh, okay. and questions she wanted to ask her dad. So in the same line, I I. Now that I've read his book, so he has a book out it's in the National Library, everything about how he wow. survived the Japanese war here. He was captured by the Japanese. His ship was on the torpedoed, and how he was near the the nuclear explosion and everything. Okay. And after reading that book, um, and I realized how how similar our paths are in many hmm. ways. And there are many questions I want to ask him too, if you were like alive. as an educator, kind of as thing. an educator about equality, about oh. like everything. Um, and so while I was at Northlight, I was he talked about he he. He back in the day he would he would talk to misfits and he would try and approach them a different way to help them. Right. He he believed in in these misfits a lot um, mm -hmm. to help them, and in the same way it brought to mind that when I was working at Northlight because I was like wow what would what would great grandpa do you know like how would mm. I approach this and huh. it's difficult because you can't threaten them with grades you can't um, you're trying to say do this because yeah. they won't listen mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and they're very street smart which is something that if you're too academic you probably don't have you, well you because because we we're we're not like lateral thinkers yeah right yeah. you probably see more opportunities but, but sorry go on yeah um, so it's about like I talked to the teachers have been a lot of help the teachers at Northlight and okay. kudos to them for for you know for the challenges that they face uh, every mm -hmm. day um, I mean, so, sorry this is an after school program or you teach them as part of the school it's part program. of their curriculum so okay. they have right, a drama right. which is great because I think it ties into life and dealing with emotions and mm -hmm. uh, I mean not everybody not all of them see it as important and they're not always on your side when you first step in they're almost sussing you they're almost sussing you out when you step yeah. in it's like how 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 can I make how can cry I make <laughs> yeah. um, and so one of the teachers said no it's like it's like water when it splats on the wall you don't wipe it off you try and collect it back into the room um, so hmm. instead of saying do this I would have to say almost something like um, so see see what your classmate is doing. so ask questions asking questions hmm. helps to steer hmm. their attention hmm. back without telling them to focus right um, yeah and they will challenge you for sure 
they will challenge you and mm. they will be defiant they will do things to your things that if you leave lying around you they will challenge your ego and you right. it's about balancing out your own ego and 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 still trying to be open to their needs and what they really need so it's really and keeping your cool and keeping your so, cool right. yeah and and through teaching them have you seen any diamonds in the rough or people who you go you know what if you keep at this man I think you might be the next person that sings a duet with Leo Sopra. yes there's a there's an Eden Ang type in there who's, there a, <laughs> who's a no like real a real a real um, yeah I think he, he he understood what we were trying to do in drama it's like huh. you're, you're free to play you can be whoever you want you yeah. can empathize with any character you can you can go crazy yeah. right so yeah. I think he he took it on and now um, you know there was this thing he came up to me and said hey is this anything that that, that you are, you're staging or if you know of any other opportunities out there I would love to be a part of it and uh -huh. so yeah I, I you know I'm glad that I touched one or two people and yeah. and that in itself when other people see that happening within their classmate or their peer and then yeah. I think it sort of gets a little bit infectious I, I think that's totally cool man it's like I think very much when we I mean we talked about just now as well when we're in when we're in entertainment, right, we're kind of, like you said, in a bubble, right? And it's for and sure. it just, uh, for some reason, just becomes a bit of a selfish bubble. I guess it's all about us and about how we go in the industry. But I think when I see someone like you go in, like, you're now finding a way. Like, how do I inspire other people? It's a, it's a very loosely thrown around word, by the way. It's like people say, oh, I do this to inspire people. I post, right. like, fitness photos to inspire people. Who the heck are you really inspiring, you know? But w the way I see you do it, it's like, got this really clear path where you go okay this is like through this art form i'm gonna give this person a tool or like teach him how to fish and then you then go hey okay i've imparted the skill in this this guy those people that don't really like drama class at least you take i, I don't know you learn something from the class but those people who do take that skill to a next level you're actually giving them a career in it yep right yeah, and i hopefully. think that's that it's yeah so and in, selfless and yeah no well i hopeful hopefully and and even if they don't uh, take it into a career that they they use it as a life skill because we don't teach yeah. kids in schools to learn how to balance your emotions right like mm -hmm. how to deal mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. jealousy or whether it's healthy to to embrace um sadness or anger we just say stop the anger stop the crying you know yeah. like but then these are things when you start shutting off you don't you it becomes offset in in adult life right mm -hmm. so you learn mm -hmm. these these wrong behaviors in a sense um, and also as I was sharing just now like or even how to take notes like kids you know like they may be brilliant but if they don't know how to you know like I, I see like my younger kids they, they flip to any page they want in the notebook and then they write down on one lesson and then the next lesson they flip to any other page and it's it's part of the same topic so yeah. so like I, I feel like if you if you get into the nitty gritty mm -hmm. parents or schools like train them how to balance their emotions train them how to get organized that will help them in the future for sure and yeah, yeah so it's something i take upon myself i try to outside of curriculum as well yeah with any student i have to try to be open and to listen to what their their life is about even yeah. and to try and and steer them in a more healthy balanced way with you know mm. and however i can help them yeah that's so true i think i think um I mean, when you look at drama and you think acting, I think it's a lot more than that, right? So, like, um, Prime Minister just did his address. And while watching that, I was like, 
man, like this is drama skills, man. This is communication skills. It's it's very much just communication skills, right? Yeah. When you see people, um, even ministers, or you see like um, bosses of huge companies give presentations, right? it matters, man. Like uh, one interesting story, story. While I was at the New York Film Academy, right, there was actually a guy. I had a classmate from Chile who eventually um, became my really good friend. So Ignacio, if you are, are listening to this, this is totally about you. But he's a guy that never acted in his life. He was a high flying like government. I think he's a government scholar. So he drops his job, takes his savings, goes to New York to learn acting out of all things, right? Wow. And he was the worst guy in my class when class started. At the end of class, he was, I would say, one of the top ones. Wow. So what he said was that he came from a background of purely engineering. He's a, he's a very highly trained, highly, highly trained engineer. Um, and he joined, he went to acting school to learn how to present. And he said it's just so he could explain his projects well and he could articulate his points better. And then eventually this guy went back to um, Chile and he's now helping the minister of, I can't remember who it was, but um, but he's a, he's a high flyer there. And I, I don't, super random fact, did you know that Chile has more um, sustainable and has cleaner sustainable energy than the rest of the world and by a lot? Wow. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact right there, like uh, wind turbines and all that. Um, yeah, man, but we... It, I'm I'm looking at my my um, notes right here. We wanted to talk about Disney, and then we 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 went on an adventure. Um, but well, uh, everything bro, is related. It's uh it's it's hit over an hour. Yeah. Thanks for um, thanks for joining me, man. Um, thanks for I'd having love me. To, yeah, I'd love to have you on again. Uh, we could speak more about musicals, man. I could go on all day about musicals. <laughs> Whenever. Um, what what is what is a movie that after this podcast I need to check out from Disney that probably isn't so popular but I must watch. Well, one of my favorites, uh, little little gems that I don't really talk about is Saving Mr. Banks. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it, but I have not watched it. Yeah, so that's a really wonderful biopic in a sense. Uh, okay. It's about Walt Disney chasing after P.L. Travis, who is the writer of Mary Poppins. And back in the day where he really wanted to make Mary Poppins into an animated film and she was just refusing him because she thought Disney was all kitty and cartoony and she did, he didn't want she didn't huh. want her him to spoil Mary Poppins sort of like reputation uh, but this was the story of how they 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 managed to try and work together and how he broke that ice with wow. her and this is live action right this is live action yeah yes, so okay, it then. stars uh, Tom Hanks and um, Emma Thompson yeah okay. who just recently played the villain in Cruella <laughs> So yeah, oh, Emma Thompson and Tom okay, Hanks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Well, I'm going to head off to watch that, bro. And thanks so much for um, coming on, bro. You're very welcome. But before I go, I yes, just bro. wanted to plug a, a new show that I'm doing. It's a voiceover cartoon. Um, it's called Luggy and Zippy. It's coming up in June. So this, this month, Luggy as in luggage bag and Zippy. At first, uh, I thought they wanted me to play Luggy as in like, I thought I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not Malay, so I think I better not. Yeah. But um, so that's coming up very soon on MeWatch. Uh, Media oh, Com. it's on MeWatch. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So look out for that. Uh, Exciting. That's man. all. Yep. Sounds good. Hope to do more VO stuff with you as well. <laughs> Just in there. Okay, bro. Let's go get a drink. Catch yes. it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.